Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jaron Hall steals the show at spring practice on Saturday. Is there a quarterback controversy now at BYU? The BYU football offense impressed at the open practice, but what impressed the most? Plus, March Madness at Stanford with Steve Young and Jimmer's coming home. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, March 25th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. As always, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who once donned the gorilla suit as the Phoenix Suns mascot, Jerem Jordan. I have not, but my wife dry-cleaned the Oregon Duck. Did she really? In high school, yeah. How long did that take? Good I grief. I don't know the deets. The gorilla was one of the all-time mascots, right? Was? or it, is it not there anymore? I don't think that it is anymore. I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah. He used to, <laughs> he used to dunk a lot or something. Right up there yeah. with Jazzbear. What was the Sonics mascot? I, don't, I have no idea. Some... People think I'm a Sonics fan. I'm not. I was a Blazers fan growing up there. And then I moved to Utah and the Jazz went to the finals. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll hop on that train. Do the Blazers have a mascot? Because there's Jazz Bear. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I, fun fact, uh, I, was never, I never went to a Blazers game growing up. In fact, I stole tickets as a six-year-old <laughs> to go to a game. We go, my, my dad's like, how'd you get these? I, I just lied. I said, oh, I got them at elementary school because they were giving some out. But, so I got the idea. I didn't have the original lie idea. <laughs> so we go, and I stole them from a dude like in our ward. And so we go to those seats, we sit in those seats, and that guy shows up to see who's in the seats and sees us and goes, what? Two and, they may, uh, connect two and two, and then uh, guess what? We don't stay for the game. We leave. Of course. And I cry the whole way home. Of course. Yeah. So thanks, Dad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'd be happy to purchase you Blazers tickets at some point to make up for that. I've been to several games okay. since. In fact, well, I good. went to Jimmer's second game in the NBA, first road game in Portland. In Portland? Yeah. And how did that work out for Jimmer? I don't. It didn't really work out that night. Okay. Think. Well, here's ho- the thing. Hopefully tonight works out better. Exactly. Here's yeah. the thing. This is the second game for Jimmer since his return to the NBA tonight against the Jazz in Utah. More Jimmer! You and I will be there. More on that in a moment. Yeah. Here's today's show lineup. BYU women's basketball assistant Ray Stewart. Fresh off uh, opening round victory over Auburn in Stanford at the NCAA tournament. Tells us what it was like to have Steve Young in the locker room. To celebrate that victory. Really cool. That in 15 minutes. And who is impressing Jaron Hall during spring ball? He's impressing everybody else. Who's got his attention? Lauren McClain goes one-on-one with the BYU quarterback in about a half an hour. And Peyton Sorensen back to nationals for BYU swim. He stops by Studio B in hopes of receiving some karma in 40 minutes. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football. In their open spring practice, not a game. The offense won the day. Jaron Hall, 12 of 14, passing 203 yards, two touchdowns, including a 33-yarder to sophomore wide receiver Gunnar Romney. He led four touchdown drives overall. Hall also rushed five times for 59 yards. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, understandably, likes seeing his guys in this game situation. It's the truest evaluation we've had on the guys who haven't played yet. For the guys who have played, you know, they've, they've shown us some things in live situations last year. This isn't the same as a game, but for guys who haven't played, it kind of feels like a game to them because we come to a different place, there are fans here, um, and it has more of a game feel to it. 
at the BYU West Campus. Hall and company putting on a show. Spring ball's not over. Three more practices this week, including tonight. You can watch post-practice interviews at 745 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. This is the last week of spring football culminating in Pro Day and the football team banquet on Friday, so a big week. Seven-seed women's basketball beats 10-seed Auburn 73-64, led by Brenna Chase's 19 points. Cougars play host to two-seed, or play the host two-seed Stanford tonight. 11 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Jeff Judkins is excited about the matchup. This is a great challenge for our program. This is where we want to be. So for us to play Stanford and be able to have an opportunity to to compete is is exciting for us. Good luck to Juddy and the ladies as they try and get back to another Sweet 16 for the first time since 2014. Jimmer Fredette made his return, and albeit a bit earlier than we expected, to the NBA on Saturday night. The Suns losing to the Kings of all teams in Sacramento, 112-103. Jimmer shot once, missed it, had two rebounds in four minutes. His Phoenix Suns take on the Utah Jazz tonight in Salt Lake City at 9 p.m. Eastern. Number 15, BYU Gymnastics took third place at the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championships Friday in Provo. Shannon Evans named Conference Gymnast of the Year. Guard Young was named Coach of the Year. Congratulations to Shannon and Guard. And they now await where they go for a regional. The tournament format is all different, so no matter where they end up, it's going to be an uphill climb to get in to that final eight. But good luck to uh, Guard and the ladies as they move forward. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jaron Hall lights out on Saturday. 12 for 14, over 200 yards passing, led four touchdown drives, threw two touchdown passes, and all of a sudden has BYU fans asking, whoa, 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 what's this backup quarterback situation? Jaron, is there a battle and a controversy for the starting quarterback position at BYU? There's No, there's not, Karan. Uh... No, I don't think there is. Jaron Hall is doing a really nice job in spring, and this is exactly what we were hoping would happen. Hey, you're going to have the number one reps. Let's see what you can do because you're one play away, and hopefully there's no injuries, but you're one play away. And if there's an injury or inadequacy, you're the guy, right? Um, in this game, he had good numbers, like you mentioned, 12 of 14, 2 of 3, rushed for 59 yards, actually had a 65-yard touchdown run that came back because of a penalty, but had two touchdown passes. That's all great. It's not on the number one defense, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's just a little different in spring, right? But this is really nice. I think that Jaron Hall is a guy who you look at him and you might go, okay, running quarter. No, no, no. This dude can throw. He has a good arm. Last year played in two games, rushed for a total of two yards. So we have yet to see him in real action in those games. But I think that he is a capable backup as a redshirt freshman. The sophomore Zach Wilson showed us in the first half against Utah and against Western Michigan and other moments that he can be and is the number one guy. No debate to me. The coaches will tell you, yes, there is a battle for starting quarterback. You've got to earn it. And they're going to tell Zach Wilson all summer long. Zach hasn't earned it. Hey, you've got to earn it. You've got to keep it. If he has earned it, he's got to keep it. Right? Sure. He can't just mail it in and fall exactly. camp. Exactly. But, but he can maintain and keep it. So that coach speak will exist, but no, there's no controversy. Zach Wilson is the guy. Keep in mind, this was a practice, people. Jaron Hall had an outstanding practice in March against a defense that doesn't have its two best players, Isaiah Kafusi and Zane Anderson. 
<laughs> or and Kyrus Tonga didn't and play Kyrus in the game Tonga either. Didn't play either. Uh, you the could argue Kyrus Tonga is the best defensive it's true. player. True. The top three defenders didn't play in that game. Zach Wilson would have done the same thing if he were healthy. It would have been an amazing day for Zach Wilson, and everybody everybody would be talking about. Oh, he went eighteen for eighteen in his last game in the bowl game. He was incredible during spring ball. BYU is going to be amazing. Zach Wilson didn't play because he had surgery. He would have done the same thing. There's no controversy. He's the number one. And good for Jaron Hall for even bringing this question up. But there's no debate right now. It's Zach's team. And you need two good ones. We've chronicled it. In Independence, 40% of the time, the game one starter doesn't play the start the rest of the games. 40%. I mean, like flip a coin and that guy's going to play in half the games. That's crazy. Last year was not an injury. It was ineptitude. Tanner Mangum wasn't good enough. So they brought in Zach Wilson. You need a good backup. Yeah, today in and Jaron might see a few series with uh, a specific package that Jeff Grimes designs for him as a more of a running. I don't understand why, because Zach can run just fine. That's true. That doesn't make That's any true, sense. To but me. there might be a specific thing for Jaron because he is a dynamite athlete. I, but it's it's Zach's position. Were you more impressed by the offense or depressed by the defense on Saturday? <laughs> I was more impressed by the offense. I wasn't depressed by the defense no. at all. They didn't do anything to go, oh. No, the offense was good. The defense wasn't like, oh, you, you, do you remember how to play football? No, and they were without their three best players, their two best linebackers. Get those guys in the mix. It'll all change. This is the always fun debate, especially in fall camp when offense had a good day. Uh oh, what's wrong with the BYU defense? Or so, so what defense you, shut down the offense. The offense is inept. What's going on? So if both are just mediocre, is everyone bummed? No, it means there's some balance. Yes, know? and balance is okay. Yeah, but balance is the balance is actually overrated. But that's a different topic. I was impressed by the offense. <laughs> I thought that they would do some things, and Jaron Hall would show. And I, I picked Jaron Hall to be the spring football MVP, and I think he is clearly the leading candidate uh, for that conversation. But which is very meaningful. Exactly. To win the spring MVP hey, means a We lot. make it a thing. We make it a thing on this show. Well, because we're bored. It's the spring. <laughs> he threw some dimes. Jaron Hall threw some dimes. Yeah, that's great. And how cool is it to see the BYU logo on a different field, by the way? West Campus. Yeah, the old Provo High. That's, that's awesome, man. Joe Critchlow had a nice day. Baylor Romney had a nice day as well. So the top three quarterbacks there. But I'm with you. The offense. This is BYU. We talk about offense. Even though it's been a better defensive school. Last like 15 years, which is which is interesting. But there was one player on offense that stuck out a little more to me than even Jaron Hall. And oh. that brings us to our stat of the Ooh. day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Gunnar Romney, the sophomore, had six catches for 109 and a touchdown. I know it's a practice, but that's nice. This is a guy that uh, had some injuries going into the season, had some injuries going out of the season. I would hope that Gunnar Romney can take a step forward and be the, the guy we think he can be, which is a guy that can stretch the defense vertically. His name is Gunnar. That's like the closest thing we have to Jimmer. <laughs> one time Dan Patrick had Jimmer Fredette on and said, you have to name one of your sons something like Gunnar, right? So, yeah, now we have a Gunnar at BYU. All right. Anybody else impress you besides the obvious Jaron Hall I, and Gunnar Romney connection? I've said it for a while. I like Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a guy that uh, came in, Later in the season, at one point, was averaging 10 yards a carry on 10 carries. But he had seven carries for 53 yards, a couple of touchdowns. I think that Tyler Algier is kind of an under-the-radar under guy. BYU was physical in this practice, and Kalani Satake made it a point to say, hey, play hard, work hard, show the fans that are there that uh, you mean business. And so he let him be physical, and I like that that was kind of uh, – 
uh, a headline from the practice. Yeah, be physical, play hard, run fast, make good plays. I would hope get the, all those things get would the people be like excited. Assumed, get like, the people excited. Hey guys, try hard, okay? Like if you have to say that out loud, that's not that's not good. We but, know they don't have to say that out loud for what's to come in game number one. Countdown to the youths. One hundred fifty-seven days. So a week away from one fifty. Okay. Oh, when I really get excited is sub one hundred. I go, oh wow. Okay, we're in the like jersey number days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sub one hundred is sometime in what June? Typically. Is that far away? Typically correlates with like the media day time. Yeah. April, May, end of May, June. Starts to feel real. Yes. When we're especially dry during the summer, (laughs) going. Now, now we're parched. going. Okay, October. What's the record going to be? I need a forty-four ounce football beverage. Yeah, you can go to several local establishments and get something similar to that. Yes, you can. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette makes his return to Utah in the NBA tonight mm-hmm. with Los Sons of Phoenix. He had an earlier than expected debut, showing up for four minutes in the game on Saturday night against the Kings. 0 for 1, had two rebounds, an offensive foul. And now that has some wondering, oh, no, is, is this the typical game for Jimmer? Is he going to play four minutes? Is, this, is it happening again? Or will they be, there be more from Jimmer Fredette, who, as we learned from Gambo on 98.7 FM, the Phoenix Suns flagship station, he's the ninth or tenth guy off the bench. Jerem, in that position, what impact do you expect Jimmer to have in his 10 games with the Phoenix Suns? What do I expect? I expect this to be kind of the line. This is four the, minutes. This has been kind of what Jimmer Fredette's been given in the NBA post rookie season when he was a starter for a while. What I hope is that he gets uh, into double figures, scoring a few times, hits a couple threes, just to sh- just to show you what it can do. Because the whole argument with Jimmer has been. It's, it's not been a fair shake for him. He's not actually been given a, a fair opportunity. Um, I, I would submit that the five or six teams that he's played with, by now, if we've seen a similar pattern, perhaps that's what he is in the NBA, right? Okay. Um, we know that Jimmer can score, but they're not going to hand the keys to the car over to Jimmer Fredette. Otherwise, they'd be blatantly tanking for Zion, okay? They need to subtly tank for Zion. Jimmer, lead us to Zion. Or Jaw, right? Morant, who we saw over the weekend with Murray State. Although no one's tanking for Jaw, they'll, they'll get him at uh, two or three if they want, right? I, yeah, I, I hope that Jimmer gets more run, but I, if he does, that's great. But I don't see why he would suddenly get that. I expect a few more minutes from Jimmer over these remaining 10 games. Does it require a blowout for him to get in? Game? I don't know. Because he, d- he didn't play much but, in a closer game. So here's the thing. I-, I think that they just wanted to give him a little bit of a taste. Again, it wasn't anticipated that he was going to play at all. And then all of a sudden, like the rhetoric right before the game was from the staff of the Suns was, yeah, he might see the floor a little bit just to kind of reintroduce him to the floor for a moment. And then I think he'll play a little bit more tonight against the Jazz. I would expect at least 10 to 12 minutes from Jimmer Fredette tonight in Utah. And tonight could be a blowout. Like could the Jazz could so maybe blow he out plays the Suns, more than that, and then he play, he could play more. But is can, is it a real good taste of what Jim Fredette is if it's in a blowout and it's garbage time, and he's jacking up three? Like I, it almost feels kind of cheapened the experience that way. I, I would hope that if Jim Fredette can come in, that he can be effective. 
But it's it's just it's a tough situation. It's great he's back in the NBA. Last week you and I were like four percent, eleven percent. We were off, which is I'm so happy to be wrong about that. I'm I'm happy that Jimmer's in the NBA. And this has been but in the I'm, works for a while, by the way. Yeah, like they knew for a while. But I'm not expecting a lot from this experience. Like I'll I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's more than you know a, a five-ish minutes, six points kind of experience. Okay, I I think he'll play more. I, I'm not going to write off Jimmer from one game when he played earlier than expected. We'll see what happens tonight. I think tonight, this week for that matter, will be much more of an indicator of, okay, what the role is for Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, chances are this isn't anything. It just goes away, right? Because it's late in the season. They're one of the three worst teams in the league. It's it's cool he's back. I I don't expect it to turn into much. I'd be surprised. Will he ever have the green light? And will his teammates ever give him the ball to have the green light? No, they won't. He had to go to China to get it, and, and that worked out just fine for him. Got him back to the NBA. He doesn't have to be the Greenlight NBA player. It got him back to the NBA. Yeah. Our question of the day, back to BYU football now as you all ponder Jimmer. Will there be a battle for the BYU starting quarterback position in fall camp, and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Laser Sheep makes a return to the show on Twitter. Yes, because there should always be a battle for the starter regardless of position. This is especially true in high school and college. Each spot is earned through competition. I think Zach has earned the spot. I agree mostly. There will be a battle, but Zach's earned the spot. Yeah, if, if Zach's awful in fall camp, maybe you ask a question, but I just don't see that happening. Yeah, does anybody anticipate that Zach Wilson will show up and be awful in fall or, camp? But it, it's different if he's still injured and recovering. That's different. That's nice. The two eyes, right? Ineptitude versus injury. Now, it's nice to know that Jaron Hall is waiting in the wings if, heaven forbid, that is the case and Zach is right. not feeling good. And we need to see Jaron playing a game. And guess what? If he plays in one of the first four, that's a, it's different than the third stringers at uh, Old Provo High, right? Yeah, you know you're what's amazing? At, you're playing Utah or at Tennessee or USC or Washington. Those are significantly tough. BYU's third-string quarterback projected, Joe Critchlow, made three starts. So you've got some guys with some game experience on the roster. <laughs> one of those was a loss to UMass. <laughs> I'm never. I'm, ne- but I'm never going to get over that. At UNLV, Jerem. It's really hard to win at UNLV. It Squally was when, Canada ran, it ran was for 200 yards. It was when BYU yards. was two and eight. Listen, listen. When Squally runs for 200 plus, I don't care who the quarterback is. Yeah, Joe. Joe hopefully, Joe's ready too because you don't want to dip into the barrel that deep. But if you do, you got to be ready. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Jaron Hall after the open practice Saturday. Who stood out to him? And we're back to the Bay Area. The BYU women's basketball team. In the round of 32 to face number two seed Stanford, assistant coach for the Cougars, Ray Stewart, joins us, making his show debut. What's the key to taking down the Cardinal? This is BYU Sports Nation. And on demand, just download the podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man making his show debut, BYU women's basketball assistant coach, Ray Stewart. Ray, finally, welcome to the show. Finally, finally, I get invited to the show. Finally. <laughs> All it took was an NCAA tournament win, right? That was it. <laughs> if I knew that, I would have been on this sooner. So, <laughs> uh, Coach, you are a man of many talents and impersonations. In fact, I have seen your impersonation of your head coach, Jeff Judkins, out in the parking lot. I want to know, can you, can you do a vocal impersonation of Juddy? And if so, I want to hear it. 
Well, there's certain things that I can and can't do, and that's one thing I can't do right now okay. because uh, that's been frowned upon. But, you know, Spence, I really, you know, this, this is a good thing for us, you know. The girls have played really well. I think, I think we can get it done. If we can just hit our shots, you know. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Please don't air that. Please do not. That's amazing. Well, I okay. wish this wasn't already live, but yeah, okay, uh, right. That's amazing, Ray. Okay, oh. okay. you beat Auburn on Saturday. This was a team that pressed a lot. You have this guard line. I, I thought they handled it really well. You guys come out with the win. How did you feel you guys performed against, against Auburn? You know, I think the, the best thing that uh, happened that day was the bracket being released so early. You know, we had a chance to go in and see that we were playing Auburn. And as soon as we knew we were playing Auburn, we went immediately and started watching film on them. And we knew they were their guards scored the majority of the points. And number 20, I think her name was Thompson. You know, she was a tough rebounder inside. And we felt like all we had to do was handle the pressure and take care of the ball and uh, hit our open shots against their 3-2 zone. And I thought that we, we did that and we came out with the win. So They are known for pressuring teams and at one point came down from 20 points in the fourth quarter to beat Vanderbilt earlier in the season because of that pressure. Yet you have a freshman, Shaley Gonzalez, who plays all 40 minutes and you hurried the ball up the floor. You did a good job of kind of taking them out of their usual pressure situations. You turned the ball over 16 times. Auburn averages turning it over 21 times. How were you able to do that and uh, find success against a team that is so high pressure? You know, Jetty says it every day. We have seven guys that come to practice, and their job is to execute the other team's offense and their press. And I thought those guys, you know, Dan did a great job of putting those guys in that press. And those guys are more athletic than the girls that we're going to face. So we knew that if we can handle the pressure against those guys, that we would definitely handle pressure against them. We put in about two different press breaks. Uh, they had a man-to-man, probably like a one-two-two press. And we found... We found holes in their zone, so our girls knew where their outlets were, and Sarah did a great job of catching the ball in the middle, turning, facing, hitting our crack back or our deep sideline. So I'm glad we were able to, you know, handle their pressure because, like I said, that was the majority of their points. We knew that if we took care of the ball, we would uh, come out with the win. So, And we facilitated a conversation and, uh, with Steve Young and Juddy on the show, which was really fun. Steve Young not only goes to the game, Ray, he's in the locker room after with you guys talking about the team dynamic that he loved. What was that like? You know, for me, it was a surreal moment because Steve Young, I grew up watching Steve Young, and he's the epitome of a, a team player. You know, most quarterbacks back then, we, you know, take the slide. Steve Young sacrificed his body to get the extra yards, and he didn't, he didn't care who you were, he was going to run you over. If you were a linebacker or a defensive back, and he would get up and talk junk in your face. So it was, it was great to have him in the locker room because I don't think the girls knew, uh, knew how much success he's had in the NFL. You know, he's an NFL Hall of Famer, and it was just awesome to have his spirit in that locker room after the game. Ray. And he will be there. He will be there tonight. So oh, okay. He's nice. coming back for uh, all in. the round coming of 32. Ray yeah. Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Women's Basketball Assistant Coach. Steve Young mentioned this as he was talking to the girls, that he appreciates how unselfish they are and just the spirit that the team has. In your opinion, having been with them all year and recruited all these players and <laughs> seeing them develop, what makes this specific team special? You know, I think everyone talks about the Splash Sisters, you know, Brenna, uh, Shaley and uh, Paisley, but there's a lot of unsung heroes on this team. I think uh, the most important thing of a team is everyone knowing their role and accepting their role, and I think that's what we've done a better job of this year. You know, we have Maria coming in, hitting six points for us. Shaley came and gave us good minutes off the bench. She had five points, six rebounds, and 
Sarah, what, what can you say? You know, four, she only had four points but eight rebounds. I think everyone's accepting their role, and it doesn't matter who's, who's having an off night. Someone's always going to pick up the slack, and I thought Caitlin did a great job of that. And uh, the thing with this team is they don't care about who scores the points. The most important thing is getting that W, and it shows the way that we play. We share the ball. Uh, I think we had about 15 or 16 assists in that game, and it, it's just – it's just a joy to watch them play together because it's team basketball. Okay, let's break down Stanford. This is a team that's 29-4, and four, playing on their own home court this year. They've lost one game at home to number 3 Oregon. They did lose to Gonzaga in Spokane. So what's the scouting report on the Cardinal? You know, without giving too much information, you know, uh, you know Smith is a great player. I mean, she's a pro. There's nothing, you know, we, what we want to do is limit her touches. And she's going to get her points. She's going to get her touches. But what we tr- want to try to do is speed her up, and make every every catch that she gets, we want to put a little pressure on her to make her give up the ball. Uh, William, 23. I mean, she's a great player. we got to do a good job of keeping her in front of us. And Carrington is more like a – I would say Carrington, number 21, is more like a Jill Townsend. She's, she's a tough kid. She's about 5'11". She rebounds. Our job is uh, basically to keep them off the glass and contain Williams and transition. And, uh, you know, our girls have said it all year. You know, we're not done. We're not done. So, Coach, uh, unquestionably, based on seedings, BYU is an underdog here, but where do you feel like your team maybe has an advantage against Stanford tonight? You know, like you said, we are an underdog. We're playing at their place, and uh, they've lost one game at home. But, you know, our girls look past all of that. We don't really care about stats. You know, as you go back to our game in, in Spokane, we hadn't won there in, what, eight years. This team believes that they can do anything, and that's the beauty of the team. You know, they don't care about, you know, they are Stanford. They play in the Pac-12, no disrespect to them. They're a great team. But our girls believe in each other, and they believe in the scouting report. And if they execute the scouting report, we'll be fine tonight. Coach, great to talk to you. Uh, we wish you Thank the you best of luck. Me. Let's uh, transfer hey. you some BYU Sports Nation karma through the phone lines. Can Utilize I say one more thing, sir? I said we'll, we'll transfer you some BYU Sports Nation karma through the, the phone lines and uh, go get her done, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Ray Stewart. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Big game tonight, 11 Eastern, late one, eight local tip there in Stanford. Time to watch Jimmer and the Suns take on the Jazz, and then right about the time that wraps up, BYU-Stanford in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It's a good night. uh, Hopefully Jimmer gets more run than four minutes. Good night. Hey, Ray Stewart, one, his impersonation of Jetty. was pretty good. Really good. Pretty good. Better than mine, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and number two, I just like the, the brash confidence that he and the, and the staff and the girls have. Yeah, they have nothing to lose. They're not supposed to win this Love game. Love it. So Love go, it. Go out loose and uh, have fun. Make some threes, man. Coming up, day three matchups in the tourney of BYU things. Is being stone cold sober more of a BYU thing than football independence? <laughs> you make the call. Plus, Lauren McLean goes one-on-one with the big man on campus right now, Jaron Hall. How does he evaluate his spring practice performance? This is BYU Sports Nation. The BYU baseball team, 17-5 and and winners of four straight. They host the Oregon Ducks in the Sweet 16. Dry clean this. Yeah, watch it on BYU TV Digital. That's the app or BYUtv.org. And listen on BYU Radio at 80. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. One more look at today's headlines. BYU football in an open spring practice. We're talking about practice. On Saturday, and the offense clearly won the day, led by... Backup quarterback Jaron Hall, who finished 12-14 for 203 yards, two touchdowns through the air. He led four touchdown drives 
and had a 33-yard dime to sophomore wide receiver Gunnar Romney, who had over 100 yards receiving. Hall also rushed five times for 59 yards. Jeremy, as you mentioned, had a 65-yard touchdown run called back, which Taysom Hill thinks is awesome. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, you know he loves seeing his guys in a game-like situation. It's the truest evaluation we've had on the guys who haven't played yet. For the guys who have played, you know, they've, they've shown us some things in live situations last year. This isn't the same as a game, but for guys who haven't played, it kind of feels like a game to them because we come to a different place, there are fans here, um, and it has more of a game feel to it. Three more practices for BYU football this week to wrap up spring ball, including tonight. Post-practice interviews, 745 Eastern, 545 Mountain on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Seven-seed BYU women's basketball beat 10-seed Auburn 73-64, led by Brenna Chase's 19 points. The Cougars play at number two-seed Stanford tonight. 11 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Coach Jeff Judkins is excited about the matchup. This is a great challenge for our program. This is where we want to be. So for us to play Stanford and be able to have an opportunity to, to compete is, is exciting for us. One game for a spot in the Sweet 16. Jimmer Fredette made his return to the National Basketball Association on Saturday night as the Phoenix Suns lost to the Sacramento Kings of all teams in Sacramento, 112-103. Jimmer only shot once, missed it from three, had two rebounds in four minutes of play. The Suns? Visit the Utah Jazz tonight in Salt Lake City. That game tips off at 9 Eastern. We'll have a reaction from Jimmer on the show tomorrow. And number 15, BYU Gymnastics took third place at the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championships Friday. Shannon Evans named Conference Gymnast of the Year, and Guard Young was named Coach of the Year. Jerem, it's time for day three of the Tournament of BYU Things. But first, your day two results. And to no one's surprise... In a matchup of the beard card and the well-groomed stash, Jerem. I told you stashes are weird. <laughs> beard card advancing in the bracket with a 72% win over Easy. 28% to the stashes. Low out. But what about the stretch Y and hiking the Y? We oh. thought this would be a little closer, and it was. But the stretch Not Y really. wins out <laughs> 59% to 41%. Yeah, that wasn't right. So the exercise buffs, Kyle Collinsworth, clean eating, They lose out to the logo. Here's the thing with Kyle. His job is to be in shape. And he is doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Uh, The average person's job isn't to be in shape. The average person's job is to to do a monotonous thing for eight hours a day. So thus far, we have, (laughs) out of four matchups, the four winners are Cosmo over the parking police. Mission trips also advanced. Now the beard card and the stretch Y have all advanced in the bracket. Nice. Sorry, Wilk. You're out. (laughs) <laughs> okay, day three matchups. Royal Blue versus the Testing Center. <laughs> Who likes the Testing Center? There's somebody out there that Nobody. enjoys that format that is like, yes, I want to take my Scantron test and I want to see my result immediately and then go home. I love a Scantron. <laughs> go banana. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and Homestar Runner. <laughs> the ugly one! <laughs> Stone Cold Sober versus Football Independence. Okay? Stone Cold Sober is like... The thing that BYU does the best, I think, nationally, Cougarats and Stone Cold Silver, right? That business like school, right? So consistent. Well, business school is up there. It's not like the number one okay. school, right? right? Stone Cold Silver, like, no one can, only BYU-Idaho can compete with BYU, right? What about the access and exposure of independence, though? Is it enough to stand up to Stone Cold Silver? Well, it's yielded uh, one 10-plus win season and one 
Uh, top 25 ranking. And Stone Cold Sober has so, like no. this tie with the creamery chocolate milk because we drink chocolate milk Instead of every drinking day. alcohol, we consume a bunch of milk. Yes. I don't find myself consuming a bunch of milk. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> like, I think that's a myth. But but that milk is the chocolate milk's really good. That's yeah, the idea. I tell you what, Stone Cold Sober, you did a great Jorier. Great Jorier. <laughs> you know who else did a great Jorier? Jaron Hall on Saturday in BYU football's practice. What are his thoughts on his future as a BYU football quarterback, and how would he evaluate his performance? All of that included in our one-on-one BYU football all access on BYU Sports Nation with Lauren McLean. The man, the myth, the legend, Jaron Hall, dual sport athlete. And you're trying to get to the baseball game right now, so we'll go. We'll go a little quick with you. Oh, what was this? What was this atmosphere like being here at the the old Provo High kind of? Uh, high school atmosphere a little bit. What was it like for you? It felt familiar to me. I mean, growing up here in, in uh, Provo in Spanish Fork, we played Provo High School. So I played here a couple times, actually. So it was just like another day in the park, you know. It was fun. That's awesome. How would you evaluate how you did today? From what we saw, you had a running touchdown, a bunch of throwing touchdowns. How would you evaluate yourself today? I, mean, I think I did okay. You know, I executed plays, you know, with the help of my receivers and my line, my running backs with everybody. Just the whole offense in general just did, did great today for the first spring game, you know, after 10 or so practices up to this point. So I felt good about it. I feel like we did really well collectively. It was just fun to get out and, and to kind of put it in a game, game-like situation. You've kind of been the guy during spring ball. Who stood out to you uh, in spring ball as a whole and then in today during the scrimmage? Uh, just uh, a lot of the new guys, you know, always stand out. So we have the guys return from last year. They always do their thing. You know, they're great. And then a lot of the new guys learn the offense. You know, everyone in general has done great, you know, picking up the um, the offense. Myself, I'm still learning. Um, and so I say just the team in general, how good we've been doing has been great. Um, so it's just been a fun, a fun spring collectively so far. You've had a, a year of Grimes offense now. When you think about spring ball last year and this year, what changes have you seen? Just the tempo of everything. You know, now that we're getting more familiar and comfortable with the offense, learning the plays, uh, I think we can go faster. And that'll be, you know, used to our advantage in, in the season, you know, pushing that tempo and you know, having teams on their heels. And so I think that's been the, you know, the best thing that we're working on right now is just do everything faster and, and a lot crisper. What's the benefit of, of having some fans in the crowd and, and having a little bit of a scrimmage like today? I think just the extra excitement, you know, the extra, you know, pepping your step as you go. Um, just the adrenaline rushing, it's just more like a game, and it's fun. You know, we have the, the greatest fans in the nation out here supporting us on a Saturday. They could be doing a million other things, but they're here. So it was fun to, you know, to have them here with us. All right, Jaron, we'll let you get off to baseball. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you so much. Lauren McLean, one-on-one with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall right after the practice. He didn't make it to the baseball game, and here's why. I bet he picked up his phone and said, oh, it's 11-1. It was 8 to nothing in the I'm, second inning. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, yeah. <laughs> so we were looking in the dugout and didn't see him, and I was like, oh, that's okay. BYU I don't, gets a sweep. I don't blame him. Yeah. Busy day for you on Saturday, by the way. Congratulations oh, on surviving no, the back-to-back call. Busy day for our whole crew. Our question of the day. Will there be a battle for the BYU starting quarterback position in no, fall camp? there won't be. <laughs> At 33, Gregorio says, I sure hope so. We want BYU to be an elite program. Okay, you know what? So we need to have depth. If there's no challenge, we might be in trouble. It's not going to be elite. Like, compete for a national title? Come on. We're going for, we're going for nine wins Well, now. what qualifies as wins. elite? Again, back to the age-old question. Is elite a top 25 program, a program that wins 10 games a season? Like, what is elite? Elite is making the college football playoff. Okay. <laughs> the New Year's Six. Like, I stand I, I would put it right? way up there. Right? Okay. Okay. Coming up, Steve Young delivers on a promise, and Max Hall, not Wreck-It Ralph, breaks the internet. Yes, he did. But first, Peyton Sorensen back on his way to Nationals. 
He wants some karma. He's in Studio B. He's going to give us the details of what he's doing and when he's doing it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Aquaman. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday is our BYU Football Pro Day special on BYU Sports Nation. We'll be live from the indoor practice facility with a 90-minute show as we watch Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi, Tanner Mangum, and others try to impress NFL scouts. It starts at a special time 30 minutes earlier than normal, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to Studio B and BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Will there be a battle for the BYU starting quarterback position in fall camp at dstot50 on Twitter? Coaches will say there's a competition, and they should. I think Wilson is still the clear starter and should be during fall camp, but Hall will find a way to get on the field this year. The coaches like to have the best athletes on the field all the time. There was a question with Jaron Hall in the past, like, okay, maybe you put him at running back to get him out there. Um, BYU did that with with Bohaj. It, he it didn't really work against Cal in that one sequence, and then he kind of got hurt, and then we've been waiting for kind of the recovery for Bo Hodge. So we'll see him in the fall. But, yeah, Jaron Hall is, is, uh, clearly appears to be the backup. Is Jaron Hall to BYU what Taysom Hill is to the Saints? No, they're not putting him in tight end <laughs> and fullback. No. Would you, though? He's probably good enough of an athlete to manage some of those positions. I wouldn't because he's your backup. But you need Teddy him healthy. Teddy Bridgewater is yeah. the backup, so Taysom is freed up to do those You need things. him healthy. Yeah. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media, hashtag BYUSN. In Studio B now is superstar swimmer from BYU, Peyton Sorensen, getting ready for Nationals. Peyton, welcome back to Studio oh, B. Thanks for having me again. Hey, this is your last hurrah as a senior. What are your emotions like as you prepare for Nationals? Um, I've been a little more calm this go-around. It's my third time having the opportunity to go. Um, I think it'll be a nice closing to my career here at BYU. And it's been a fantastic career. Let's talk about where you sit because you're going to compete in the 50 free. You're ranked 12th. Um, and the 100 free, you're 19th. So top 20 in two events. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. I'm feeling good about it. That's better than I was sitting last time I went to Nationals. So, What's the goal in those two events? I want to make top eight in both of them and go from there. So. so when you look at your times in practice and your bests, it's all about hitting the mark during that one swim. That's the beauty of it is – it's, you've got one shot to do this. So where, where do your best times stack up in terms of you reaching that top eight in both of those events? Um, the top 20 is really tight in both events. That's tenths, sometimes even hundreds to the next spot. So it's pretty much whoever has the perfect race gets in there. Do you feel like you can have a perfect race twice? I think so. Yeah. Um, you've trained hard for this. And the last time you were in, you talked about how you took some time off to kind of reset how has it been post-reset uh, this season for you? Um, it's been really good. My, my body's felt great. I haven't felt, um, I haven't felt as stiff as I did last year before I took time off. I mean, I've worked up to that point almost, but I know what to do now to prevent it from inhibiting my performance. So it's been, it's been a good year. Was that physical stiffness, emotional? Yeah. yeah. Well, probably a little bit yeah. of both. <laughs> yeah, because it can be tense, right? Like you're at the starting gate there and you're you're waiting to jump off and yeah, it's, yeah. and you're talking about hundreds of a second. Like yeah. it's that's crazy. stressful. Well, I mean we were talking before I came up here and you're asking me what my place was, and last time I checked I was fifteenth and now I'm nineteenth, so I don't know if there's time trials that went on or whatnot that bumped me down a couple more spots, but 
those guys that edged me out of the top 15 were they're ahead of me by hundreds. That's so. crazy. So it's so fast. You set a new personal best, 42.24 in the 100 free at the MPSF Championships. How much faster in competition are you aiming to be? Uh, I want to break the 42 barrier. So, I, so I'm hoping to go 41 second something in the 100, and I want to go 18 seconds in the 50. So Outstanding. How do you how do you improve in that way? Because it's not as simple as hey, swim faster. Like what goes into those improvements? Um, constant practice, honestly. Uh, I mean, swimming is it's a grind like any other intense sport. Um, but it's figuring out the little technical things in the stroke and working on that. So I got to swim at Winter Nationals back in December, and I think I talked about that last time I was on here. But I got to go watch a slow-mo of how I was swimming, and I got to make some improvements off of that. So it's really cool to even have the technology to see that stuff. So. That is cool. Uh, how do you, in the middle of a race, do you know when it's a better race than normal? Can you tell? And if so, how? Um, it just feels smooth. It feels natural when it's, a, when it's a good race. You don't really, I don't really think that much. It's just instinct, I guess, and it feels good. And then after I hit the wall, it's like, oh, yeah, I feel good. And then I don't, I'm not as out of breath as if I'm, like, thinking about it and forcing it. Hmm. So. BYU senior swimmer Peyton Sorensen with us. There's a good chance he wakes up earlier than all of you, and he's in better shape than all of you. Let, let's hear about that. What I, time do you wake up and go to practice? Um, usually I wake up at 5 to be at 6 o'clock practice. Woo! And then go from there. And if you want to know if he's in better shape, then you just look at him, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, there's always this altitude conversation when you come to Provo, Utah, whether it's football, basketball, volleyball. It makes an impact in a lot of these sports. You wonder how much. How much does it affect swimming and training? I think it gives a little bit of an advantage. Um, There are training groups that go to higher altitude, like Flagstaff, Arizona. Colorado Springs. Yeah. So I think it it helps with – lung capacity and not feeling as exhausted when we go down in altitude. So I, I personally like it. It affects us, too. When we do a show at sea level, we're like, just, we're, we're I great. We can do this we're show all day. day. We're fine. Yeah, we're like, oh, we can go two hours. This is great. Um, and, and last but not least, the Richards Building Pool. This is, it's, it's uh, been renovated. How has that uh, helped the team this year? Um, I feel like the team has enjoyed not pool hopping as much compared to last year bunch of pool hoppers man yeah four um <laughs> it's just been good to not have to rush to different we'll places swim outside in december yeah yeah at, at riverside. Was, that was awful although thanks to riverside <laughs> for that right yeah peyton congratulations on everything you've accomplished best of luck uh, at nationals in your in austin around in austin this Texas. week what what days do you start competing so i swim thursday and saturday okay Awesome. We'll be, uh, we'll we be will watching. be following for sure. Have you signed our new Sailor Kook flag? Um, I believe I – yeah, I did. I see it. Okay. He signed okay. it. He yeah. signed it. He's one of the few we've had in twice with the new You're flag. You're there. You're there. Okay. Let's give you some karma too, man, to uh, go and compete well. Sub 42. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Okay. Ben Sorensen. Coming up, who showed more fandom after the BYU Women's Hoops win, Steve Young or Caitlin Aldridge? Great video coming. Plus, Max Hall flexes. In multiple ways. He's massive now, like, to the point where I'm like, at what point is that enough? Like, bodybuilder. Wow. This is BYU Sports Nation. Like Timmy Bates, man. Amazing pictures on the way. (laughs) Shout out to today's guests, 
Ray Stewart, BYU women's basketball assistant coach, ready for Stanford in the round of 32, and Peyton Sorensen, one of the all-timers for BYU Swim, competing in nationals for a third time this week. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football held its open spring practice Saturday at BYU West Campus Field, a.k.a. Old Provo High, due to construction at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Quarterback Jaron Hall led the offense, going 12 of 14 for 203 passing yards and two touchdowns. Watch post-practice interviews today at 7.45 Eastern Time on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Women's basketball. The seven-seed BYU women's basketball team beat 10-seed Auburn 73-64 in the round of 64 of the NCAA tournament, led by Brenna Chase's 19 points. Did she have the BYU Sports Nation karma? Why, yes, she did. The Cougars will play the host and two-seed stand for tonight at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPN2. Listen live on BYU Radio with Greg Rubel and Kristen Kozlowski. Good luck to Coach Jeff Judkins and his team as they try and get back to the Sweet 16. Jimmer! Burnett played in an NBA game for the first time in almost three full seasons. Saturday night with the Phoenix Suns. Burnett played four minutes, going 0 for 1 with two rebounds and a 112-10 loss at Sacramento. Tonight, Jimmer is back in Utah playing the Jazz at 9 Eastern Time. Gymnastics. 15th ranked BYU Gymnastics finished third at the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championships on Friday night. Shannon Evans named Conference Gymnast of the Year. Guard Young named Coach of the Year. Baseball. The Batcats completed a three-game sweep of Portlandia with an 11-1 win on Saturday. The Cougars are 17-5 this season with Oregon in town tomorrow on BYU TV Digital. That is the app in BYUtv.org and BYU Radio. Volleyball. Eighth-ranked BYU dropped the final match of the BYU Invitational to second-ranked Hawaii, soon to be ranked number one. Yeah, Long Beach State lost. In three sets on Saturday. Hawaii, they good at volleyball. Incredible. Incredible tennis. is right. Number 31 men's tennis lost uh, against Gonzaga but beat Portland. They're 15-3 and three this year. The women's team beat Gonzaga 4-2. They're now 8-5 and five on the year. BYU tennis on the rise. Golf. Women's team took 7th place at the Hawkeye El Tigre Invitational. That's an incredible combination. Rose Swong led the team shooting 5-0. Cougars in pro hoops. Brandon Davies had 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals in a dominant 94-67 win for his team, Zalgiris. Rugby. It's how awesome Jimmer is. He gets his own thing because he's a pro as well. The women's team beat Utah State 78 to nothing. Yep. Lacrosse. <laughs> women's lacrosse defeated Utah State 11-6 on Friday night. Okay. It was a rough Saturday for the Aggies. Most Saturdays are. Yeah. Today's rise and shout-outs. First of all, go to Max Hall for owning BYU Twitter this weekend with two photos on Friday, flexing with his buddies after a heavy lift at the gym. Was Jason Shepard there too? Did you see the size of Max Hall's biceps? Good grief. Uh, How much is he putting up now? Uh, wow. <laughs> Those are some dudes to hang out with, okay? Then on Saturday, Max shows up on the sideline of the spring practice and is hanging out with Zach Wilson. Some people caption it uh, giving uh, advice to Zach Wilson on how to beat Utah because Max was the last quarterback to do it. That's how you beat Utah. Yeah, Max said, I loved hanging out with him. He was a stud. But he still hates the youth. And uh, mine goes out to Steve Young. 
who not only went to the game but was in the locker room and had this to say to the team after BYU women's basketball's win over Auburn. It's inspiring. I, I love being here. I'm a huge fan. It's awesome. I'm grateful to be here. You guys are great. Caitlin Aldridge. Steve Young's a fan of me. Everybody's feeling the awesome. same way. And, and, and hey, moment. hey, selfish moment here, but we kind of feel like we set that up a little bit. I, maybe Steve goes on his own anyway, but we had Steve on the show last week with Juddy. I feel like that really worked out, and we're, all, I, we're extremely happy. It was so cool. It's one of my favorite moments yeah. in show history to have yeah. Juddy here. We surprised him with Steve Young on the phone because Juddy had said, hey, it'd be cool if Steve Young showed up. And he did. And then he did. Nice job, Steve. Facilitation. And, he, and Ray Stewart told us today that uh, he's going to be at the game tonight, so there you go. Oh, so good. And, uh, yeah, good luck to the ladies tonight. Hopefully uh, the Steve Young combined with the BYU Sports Nation karma is enough to hand Stanford just their second loss at home all season. Our question of the day, back to BYU football. After Jaron Hall's performance, some are wondering, will there be a battle for the BYU starting quarterback position in fall camp and why? At SM Fielding on Twitter answers, if – what we saw in the spring game matched practice, Hall deserves a chance. I love Zach, but no one should just be handed the job. The best quarterback should start. A competition can only make the two of them better. It's not being handed. He earned it. He played well last year. This is Taysom Hill and <laughs> Christian like Stewart. Nobody. This is Taysom yeah. Hill and Christian Stewart. It's Zach's job as Taysom. Christian Stewart's a good quarterback. Jaron Hall's a good quarterback, but it's, yeah. it's Zach's job. Jaron Hall ran for two yards last year. Zach Wilson won four games. Like, it's... Jaron Hall's going to be one play away in right there. No worries. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. At Grizzfather on Twitter. Definitely there will be a battle. Hall wants to play and be the starter. He will push Zach hard, which is going to make Zach that much better right. and more yes. prepared to beat Utah. Now that's actually elite, okay? Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSA. Ah, yes. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ryan Call. Beat Stanford!